Hey, Jason Fladlin here, and today I want to give you a teaching framework. It's the one I use more than any other when I'm educating and also in very often presentations where I am selling something at the end of it. Uh, I will fall into this framework. I like it because it's easy to understand. I can map out whole curriculums. Uh, I'm going to be doing a two-day in-person training on handling specifically objections. We, by the way, we don't handle them. It's called murder the objection. It's a little in your face for effect and intentionally. And I have to teach her about 16 hours and I can do the whole 16 hour training on this framework and I can get the framework out in a day maybe. So the whole preparation for the thing will take a day at most, probably even less. Now, obviously in areas where you need to research it and you're not necessarily uh, an unconscious expert at the thing, then it will take you longer. But nonetheless, you can hang all of your research on this framework. And so you will create better content quicker and it will have better impact and it will lead to more sales, more revenue for you. So what is it, all right? The framework essentially starts with no matter what you're teaching, the first thing that you do is you say, here's what it is. Second thing you do is why it matters. Third thing is what's involved. Fourth thing is how to use it. Fifth thing is the good and bad of what can happen when you do use it. So those are the five elements. Now, why do we pick these elements exactly? So it's a good question. A lot of this is, has been rooted on some psychological research on how human beings respond to information that I've studied over the years or from certain cognitive uh, scientists and psychologists and researchers where I've noticed how they've studied communication and what their models are, and then tried and applied what made sense and adjusted it to this, this modern business communication context uh, that we are involved with. So the first thing that I do, so let me review it again with you. No matter what you're teaching, what the topic is, you start off with what it is, then you go into why it matters, then you say what's involved, how to use it, what can happen. So what is it? A system for business owners to double their productivity in seven days or less. Let's pretend that I'm teaching you productivity. I could teach you any and everything on productivity. So I have to give you a clearly defined outcome. I always think about this as putting a puzzle together without looking at the box, the cover of what the end picture is going to look like. That's how most people teach and instruct and educate, is they don't give you the puzzle box, the cover of it to say, this is what we're putting together before giving you the pieces. They just throw the pieces at you. So if I were teaching a training on productivity, specifically a system to double your business productivity in seven days or less, now you know what's at stake. Not just any productivity, business productivity. Not just any uh, open-ended amount of productivity, doubling of productivity. So we have a measurement and then we have a time component. So usually those are the three elements of what it is. It's an outcome, with this measurement objective to it in this amount of time. It doesn't always have to be that way. But regardless is I try to give them in one sentence, by the end of this training, here is what my audience will be able to do. It as clearly and specifically defined as possible. That's what I attempt to make that one sentence about. Otherwise you teach too general. And the problem with the general type of teaching is people get all dressed up, but they don't have anywhere to go, or it feels good in the moment, but it's hard to apply in real life. So we always start with what it is. And before we can teach it to other people, we have to have absolute clarity ourselves on the specificness of what we're trying to attempt to teach.
Now we move on to why it matters. Now, David McClellan, he was a scientist, I believe, at Harvard or Yale. It's been many, many years since I've studied, uh, studied this theory of motivation where the premise is people are generally motivated by one of three things predominantly. They're either motivated for achievement, they're motivated for power, or they're motivated for affiliation. I believe that those are the specific language that McKellen uses. Uh, so as an example, if I was teaching, you know, how to double your business productivity in seven days or less, which by the way, notice the more you say it, the more people understand the objective. By the way, you tell them the result. But if we were saying to somebody, I'm going to teach you a system on how to double your business productivity in seven days or less, the, the very first way that I would intro that or the frame that I would set to get people engaged is I would cover all three segments of motivation if I'm teaching in mass, right? So I might say, hey, listen, once you're done with this system, it will put you in a position where you might be able to break industry records and you might set personal bests or even world firsts. And that's an achievement-based motivation. This is where you do the thing to see how well you can do the thing. By the way, I'm achievement motivated more than any uh, more than power motivated or affiliate motivation, affiliation motivation. I want to see how capable I am of something, and I want to have a result that I can measure myself against. And so that's a portion of your population. So if I'm training on anything, I say, here's what it is. And, I, and then why does it matter? One of the reasons it matters is because of an achievement-focused outcome. But a second motivation is power. More control over your schedule would be an example of power in the uh, productivity example we're given in this video. So I could say, hey, listen, I'm going to teach you the system to double your business productivity in seven days or less. When you follow this system, uh, you'll be able to break records, either personal best or even potentially industry best. You'll put your, yourself in a position to achieve more in less time and with less effort. You'll also be able to have more control over your schedule when you follow this system. So you'll be able to set your hours more. You'll have more free time, which equals autonomy, to have more uh, control and influence and power over how you want to spend your time. So that's the second one. See how I did that there? So we've had achievement, we've had power, and the last one is affiliation. Affiliation is just a $5 word for essentially connection and personal relationships being enhanced uh, with other people. So it's a social motivation. And so the, the final thing that I could say is like, hey, listen, I'm going to teach you how to double your business productivity in seven days or less. Uh, as a result of this training, you'll put yourself in a position to break records, either personal records or perhaps even industry records. You'll also now have more influence and control over your time, and you'll have better impact on the people in your life that you serve in a business capacity. And also, you'll have more time to focus on people in a personal relationship that you're in with because you'll be able to be more present with them. Because when business is done, business will be done and you'll have more free time for the personal pursuits in your life. So what have we done here? This is really important. Some, some of the population doesn't need the why at all. They don't want to know about the birth pains. They just want the baby, right? Most entrepreneurs are predicated on, I don't care about the why. I already know I want the outcome. Let's just focus on that. But we, we should still cover all of our bases. It doesn't take much time and it's important anyway. So we hit the why. So it's usually just three sentences. So here's what it is. Here's what I'm going to teach you today, or here's what I'm going to teach you, period. Here's why it matters. Three reasons, one achievement-based, one power-based, one affiliated. And now here's what's involved. 
if you follow some of my other videos, you'll see some overlap here, um, especially on like the productivity system that I actually taught, the four by four system is in that video, I posited that you could take anything and break it into four elements. And then you could follow those four elements yourself. When I teach things, I generally will look for two to five components or factors that make the most difference in the thing that I'm teaching. It's always the law of the vital few, the Pareto principle, if you will, the 80-20 rule. Those all mean the same thing. A few things will get a majority of the results. And so when I'm teaching other people, what I'm really doing is shorthanding. Don't focus on these hundred stupid little things that probably don't make any damn difference over here. Focus on these few things over here that make a difference. Okay? So, you know, if you have poor eating uh, impulse control, I don't really care about the finer points of measuring your macros and the windows in which you're, you should fast and all this other crazy minutia. We got to get a handle on your impulse control. If chocolate is like cocaine to you and you can't stop it once it's in front of you and you will break in and steal your mother's TV and take it down to the pawn shop just to buy chocolate, right? We don't need to talk about counting calories at that point in time. So for your audience, we have to say what's most important to the majority of audience that if we can focus on just these few things that matter, it'll give them a majority of the results, the outcomes. And so it's typically two to five things. So if I was teaching a system on doubling business productivity in seven days or less, three things that I may decide to focus on, uh, usually I find it's whatever I'm kind of in the mood because there's like, there's always eight or nine components that are really important. I'm like, which three or four or five? And eh, I think it's these. And that's what I go with. You train it. And if it plays out great, you know, you're right. If it doesn't nail it in the pocket like you want to, you can go back and do the training again later and you can give it to people for free as a follow-up saying, hey, I tried it again this way. Tell me your thoughts on it. I mean, whatever. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day because you're serving. What you're giving people is focus towards an outcome. And that in and of itself is extremely valuable. But for example, I might say, here's what's involved. What's involved are the power of deadlines. What's involved are systems, how to build them, how to use them, how to manage them, and how to automate them. And then I say, what's also involved would be knowing what the vital few things are. And I might teach them on how to create those vital few things. Uh, what's involved, though, is just two to five components. And then you take each of those components, those two to five components, and you explain how to use them. So, for example, we could talk about deadlines and how to use them. So here's, here's what should be set to a deadline. And I would teach the philosophy of anything important should have a deadline attached to it. So if it ain't important, don't put a deadline on it. But my question to you is, why would you not be doing important stuff all the time in business? So the conclusion is, everything you do should have a deadline attached to it in business if, you're, if you care about its result. And so now, now that helps somebody realize, okay, this is how I use deadlines. I need them. Period. And then I might talk about, as an example to prove that point, um, Parkinson's law, task at hand expands to fill the allotted time available. And so that's that would emphasize why deadlines are so important to them to get them to buy in. I'm like, okay, I know how to use a deadline. The answer is I will always have a deadline. So the first case is the use case of it is 100%. Uh, the second thing is I could explain to them um, how to set deadlines in realistic fashions to the, so they're not too narrow and create too much stress. So even when you win, you lose, but they're not too distant too far in the future. So your productivity doesn't quite increase. So I might teach them a baseline. Hey, if 
we want to double your productivity, we just cut your deadline in half. And if you do everything else the same, you will double your productivity. Um, so that is how I could go about teaching that or a million other ways. See, this is the wonderful thing about educating people and teaching them and training and communication is there's a million ways to the top of the mountain. The problem is when you're evaluating all of them from the bottom and you're never making a decision. And so we help people parse it out uh, in the, we, when we say what's involved. So we narrow their, their focus on the few things that matter. And for each of those things, we give directions. Uh, typically, my directions and the way I say it are either factors or steps. I say, okay, so for deadlines, here are the three to five factors involved that you need to be aware of. Or instead, I might say steps. Step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do this. Step four, do this. And you're done. You can teach anything either in here's the criteria and how you make decisions or here are the steps involved that you must follow. Everything can be taught that way. Most things are not taught either way. Not formally, not structurally. So you should do one or the other. So for each of the components of what's involved, when you break them down, say, here's the factors to consider to use these, or here's the steps involved to apply these. And then the last part of this framework is what can happen. So here's what it is. Here's why it matters. Here's what's involved. Here's how to use each piece of what's involved. And finally, here's what can happen. So like in the productivity example, I can say, here's what can happen the first few times you use it. You'll fumble it. You'll screw it up a little bit. It won't feel comfortable just yet, yet but if you measure it, I'm pretty sure you're going to see a massive increase in your productivity immediately. So what does that mean? It means even in a worst case scenario, you see an uptick. So what's going to happen when you use it over and over again? So I might typically the model of what can happen is here's what happens the first time you use this. Here's what's likely to happen over time as you gain some control and experience with it. And then here's what it looks like when you achieve mastery on it. And the other part of what can happen is here's what to do when you run into obstacles and challenges. So I try to think about what are the two to three things that when somebody attempts this might humble them might say, damn it, uh, I don't know what to do, I'm lost. Or I knew it wouldn't work, right? And the response always has to be, here's how you can move forward. The default of any audience is, here's where I stop once I hit friction. So we want to empower them to anticipate possible friction and then equip them with the ability to adjust from that friction to continue to move forward. And then we hit every group that exist out there when it comes to the way that people take education in or people get insight from when they're learning something. We hit the people that need to understand the foundation of the thing before buying into the thing. We also hit the, 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 the bigger picture people. They need to see the whole thing before they can get excited about anything. So if they feel fuzziness or incompleteness, it's hard for them to move forward. So we get the why people over here. We get the what's involved people over here, which is like, I need to see kind of the bigger picture before I can, the forest before I can get into the trees. Then we get into how to use it. So we pick up the people that are procedural focused or, or bottom line focused. I, need, I want to get this done. I want to get this output. We pick them up as well. And then we also get the what can happen people that are more future orientated as opposed to past or present orientated, where they kind of need to know what this looks like in the future and how it's run before they engage in it in the present. So those are the main ways in which a majority of the population, they will, they're prejudiced to process information from one of those lenses. Not only do we cover all those lenses with this model, 
but there's an enhancement of understanding when you overlap them. So a how user can benefit from why and what, even if they're not necessarily inclined to seek it out. Anybody, if they can see the outcome in the distant future become more clear in the present, will be more motivated to move towards that outcome. Not just the people that are predominantly positioned to look at the present through the future first. So the overlap creates a massive net positive effect. It's a multiplication effort, not an addition effort. And I think, though, best of all, is it gives you a framework in which you can manage information. You can take this open-ended concept and put some structure around it. And that will increase your productivity and your impact as well when you go and apply this. So that's what can happen for you. And the more you use this, the better you'll get at it. Eventually, you won't even have to map it out. Um, you put me in front of an audience on a subject that I know, I can speak for four hours and people can understand it and get it and feel excited about it because I have frameworks. This is one of them. I have other frameworks too in which I can draw from that I don't even have to write on paper anymore. They're pretty automatic. However, generally for the bigger things, when there's a lot of money on the line, break out the pen, break out the paper, lay it out just like that. So let me know how it works for you and I'll see you in the next video.